Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello. Welcome back to the Des Bishop Podcast. I've just woke up. I mean, literally just woke up. Saturday morning. Las Vegas is where I am, in case you're wondering. 7.27 a.m., which for me is a lion because I'm just an early riser. And it's the first time that I've slept past seven. But honestly, I think it's actually the first time I've woken up past six. I've woken up early every single day here because I'm sort of, even though I've I've been back, I've been in the U.S. for... I got here on the the 7th, and it's the 21st. Yeah, I've been here for two weeks, and uh, I still feel like I'm somewhere between New York and Dublin in my head, time-wise. Uh, and I'm not complaining, because these are first-world problems, and any of my concerns are completely washed away by my carbon footprint, but... Needless to say, I had said last week that we would take a break for Christmas. And I was I woke up and I was having a quick flick through my phone. And I just I just thought, no, I want to just speak to you guys one more time before we wrap it up for Christmas. It was on my mind yesterday, which would which was the day, and I you know, I, I just, I didn't do it, you know? And then this morning I was like, no, come on. And there was a particular reason why I wanted to, to chat. And I think I was actually kind of, I was kind of hesitant. But, we'll, you know, we'll talk about that in a sec. First and foremost, I just want to say hello. Uh, you know, these, this traveling around the world stuff, which is fun because, you know, the last few years have been like a new departure for me. Uh, it can be interesting, but I've been here since Monday and now it's Saturday morning. And it's kind of passed already in that I think I've been up for about 20 minutes. Uh, but I'm still in bed. But I've gotten out of bed. Number one, to take a wee. And secondly, I got up to grab this machine after a fuck it moment of like let's do this but there was I guess a period of time in and around that first pee where I was like ugh still fucking here in Vegas you know like in a hotel room on your own and I, honestly the, the on your ownness or the loneliness uh, you know I'm, I, I, I quite like that I, I, I'm quite comfortable when I'm sort of stuck in these you know, moments of isolation. But uh, I guess when you're in a place for seven days, I just get a little bit sick of the routine of 
how am I going to pass the day today? Which I know if you're listening, you're thinking, well, that sounds like an amazing luxury. And I, I agree with you. More often than not, it is such a nice feeling to think, how am I going to pass the day today? How much work, quote unquote, am I going to get done? And then how much leisure am I going to indulge in, you know? But there is just every now and then these little moments of, oh, you know, another day passing time uh, in, in Vegas with incredibly dry skin. The, your skin gets so dry in Vegas that I think if you're full-time in Vegas, you have to accept that some of your DNA becomes reptilian. You have to be able to to live in incredibly dry conditions here. My lips have been dry the entire time. It's like if I scratch my lips, it's like a snow maker. <laughs> it's so dry. And you have to moisturize like three times a day. And if you're a man who struggles with his sexuality and thinks that somehow moisturization is effeminate, but you're not going to like Vegas because I promise you, if you've never moisturized in your life, you spend three days here, especially in the winter. Woo. You're putting, you're, you're going to, you're going to CVS, Walgreens, you're going to the American equivalent of boots and you're buying some CeraVe or some Cetaphil or some Eucerin with urea and you're lathering up. I promise you are lathering up because it gets so dry here. Like, incredibly dry. So I was flicking through the Independent and there was an article about, you know, how comedians all do podcasts now. And it, one of the sentences was, if you're a comedian and you're not speaking into a microphone once a week, you're not doing it right. And I was like, oh, fuck. I'm not doing it right. I'm being lazy. Even though we're running two pods now. I went from I went from procrastinating on one to now having two. So I said, let me pick up that mic and chat to the people at home. There is an article in The Independent, which is actually the funny thing is, you know, I'm such a self like I'm you can be self-absorbed at times. And actually, the reason why I was flicking through the independent app. The reason why I was on the entertainment page of the entertain of the independent app was because I there's an, an interview with me in the Independence Day, but it's not online yet. But I was checking to see if it was online. Uh, and the writer of the article, the guy who interviewed me, <laughs> nice guy, very enjoyable interview. He had posted a picture and it was like a little bit of it, so I could read a little bit of it. And it was I was already annoyed by like one of the bits that they you know they. It's not him. He doesn't do it. The, the the editor does it. They they pull out like a bubble in bigger type of something you said. And they're like highlighting some lighthearted part of the conversation we were having about online dating. Like as if that was the important part of the conversation. You know? So, but that that was fine. Uh, but that's why I was on the independent app, just in case you're, you're you know, you're thinking I'm a, a very well-rounded guy. No. If I know something's in the paper about me, I'm in it, you know? I think 
I think sometimes uh, people on these podcasts and online like to give this uh, this better version of themselves. But no. If I know that something's written about me, I'm going to have a look. I never, I never read anything about me. I never Google myself. Bullshit. Bullshit. But anyway, I didn't Google myself. Uh, I had just seen the... Uh, the guy that wrote the article had posted something. So, needless to say, here we are at 7.40 or whatever it is a.m. chatting in Vegas. And, and really the real thing uh, that I was just fascinated by was the online reaction to J.K. Rowling supporting uh, this woman who lost a court case about that her contract wasn't renewed because she had posted I guess what could be considered transphobic tweets um now I'm not really that interested in the controversy around her my understanding is that the people who are, you know, sort of supporting J.K. Rowling and saying she just is trying to defend somebody's right to free speech, those people seem to be ignoring the uh, intensity at which this woman was tweeting about trans issues uh, and that it wasn't just a couple of tweets, that it was actually, a, she, you know, she was, she was pretty full on. Uh, with the transphobic support. Uh, anyway, needless to say, she lost the case. And J.K. Rowling tweeted, uh, you know, what she tweeted. I, you know, I might as well, I might as well read it because I don't want to, you know, suddenly I'm like going on memory. Like I can't even remember this woman's name and stuff. Because I didn't like wake up this morning thinking I'm going to talk about this. Uh, it won't be hard to find because fucking she's been oh that's right it's the it's the it's the winter solstice but in actual fact I believe that this year it's like a little later so anyway now I'm uh, now I'm showing my my lack of prep because you know now it's actually harder to find J.K. Rowling's tweet because the fucking hashtag is like out of control um so now it's not even like people responding to her it's all the it's all the activists and and the haters have taken over the hashtag oh god why did i why did i bother uh i'm sure jk rowling really regrets getting back on twitter so jk rowling said dress yourself however you please Call yourself whatever you like. Sleep with any consenting adult who'll have you. Live your best life in peace and security. But force women out of their jobs for stating that sex is real? Question mark? Uh, then she hashtagged, I stand with Maya. And hashtag, this is not a drill. Which, according to my research, is slightly problematic, that hashtag. In that, it uh, is connected to like, 
some pretty extreme transphobic stuff. Uh, so the I stand with Maya. Maya, Far, was it Forrester or Farstatter was the woman. And, you know, you'll, you can go into it. It's, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty intense. The, the hashtags, you know? So what, what, what did I start talking to you? Because I'm just going to read out JK Rowling's tweet. Uh, there's, there's so much about, first of all, can I just state my position is very clear. Why anybody gives a fuck if somebody wants to transition from man to woman or woman to man? Why it's such a fucking big deal for people? I have no idea. Because it's such it's such a limited effect on anybody other than the people that are transitioning and their families. I do not know why this became such a fucking hotbed issue that like anytime it pipes up it's like insanity online right but let me just focus first on the people that have taken it up as an issue that needs to be regulated uh you know against trans people and i guess if you were going to get into the if you're going to get into the the heart of it, I guess, the, the, the basics is that, you know, people will say that a trans woman is not a woman. I mean, in this case, that's basically the main thing. It, you know, even if you look at it, it doesn't even seem to be that people give a shit as much if a woman transitions to a man. It just that doesn't seem to be where all the fucking real venom is. The real hostility is a woman, a, tra a man transitions to a woman and then uh, they call themselves a woman. And then some people uh, will argue, you know, will argue, oh, you're not really a woman. And all these, that's where all the, the hotbed shit is. And for me personally, I just feel like, why do you care so much? Why are you going to say it's anti-science? They're not really a woman. Like, why do you why do you fucking care? You know, why why does it infuriate you so much? You know, um, that you want to get involved in this fucking stuff online. That is a fucking it's ferocious, right? What goes down over there? And if you're J.K. Rowling, how did you? And by the way, I actually, I, I, I can, I can empath, not empathize, but I can sympathize with the fact that J.K. Rowling thought that she should, that this was important. Like, I, you know, I don't think that J.K. Rowling is a bad person. I think she really thinks this is important. That this is like one of the important battles in our society. And, and I don't. In that, I think for these people, you know, I think it used to be gender dysphoria, right? But now I, I don't know what they're saying. But obviously, people feel that they're born into the wrong body. And it, the modern consensus 
appears to be that this is the best way for them to live happy lives. If you go way back on this podcast, you can listen to me talking to Jordan about uh, their transition from male to female. And, you know, it's, it's, it's real confusing. I had a lot of, a lot of questions. It, it's very confusing. Back then, I was even more confused. Uh, but this is what they're doing for themselves. And it, it works. They want some rights in society. And that rubs people up the wrong way, which I can understand. You know, it's like, it's new. It's new to us. So some people are going to come along for the ride quicker than others. But for me personally, I just think that the ride is, is, is really benevolent, actually. I just don't think there's much hurt happening to people who aren't transitioning for just allowing them to say whatever the fuck they want and, I, I, and allowing them to have the rights that they want in terms of the fucking gender that they say they are. That's me, personally. So, even if that bugs you, I would just think, what, 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 what's really to fear if you just think, ah, you know what, I actually don't think that if you transition, you're really a woman. If you think that, why would you even care to pipe up about it? Because in actual fact, what is the real fear? For our society, you know what? I don't. I don't. I you know, in terms of everyday life, I just don't see any real problem. You know, when it comes to sports and stuff like that, I think it's way more complicated. And you know, I think in that arena, it, it's it's a fair enough discussion. You know, I mean, I think it's disgusting what happens to Castor Semenye, but I think like. You know, sometimes I feel like it's not fair if a if a, if a man transitions to a woman, and then they're fighting women. I think maybe you you might have like a bit of an advantage, but like I think that's like a discussion that well, number one, I'm not gonna have because I'd rather talk to like I'd rather actually talk to some trans people about that, you know, about how they feel, and I I'd be pretty sure that they wouldn't be unanimous in, in that group, but also. Like, I just think that's an interesting conversation, you know? But, like, in terms of, like, everyday life, fucking bathrooms and all that stuff, I just don't know why people get so upset about it. Uh, but they do. And J.K. Rowling, it turns out, seems to have gotten herself very into the discussion around trans rights and it has led to her you know putting up this tweet which just like blew up twitter now i do think as i said last week that twitter is not reality and i think that if you step away from the bubble of twitter most people on the street couldn't give a fuck that jk rowling tweeted that so i am aware that perhaps this isn't as much of a fucking fiery issue um, in, you know, the Jervis Street Shopping Center today uh, than it is uh, on Twitter. I, I, I know that. But I, I, I think that if you have 
if you have not dipped your toe into this hashtag, I stand with Maya, uh, trans rights or human rights or any of these hashtags that are floating around, I think that you will know that uh, J.K. Rowling is now, according to trans activists, a TERF. Hashtag TERF, trans exclusionary radical feminist. Which, unless you have dipped in to these arguments online over the last few years, you may have never heard that term until now because J.K. Rowling brought the TERFs into the mainstream. Now, Graham Linehan, as some other people might know, is a big supporter of the TERFs, although he says TERF is a slur. And actually, when you think about it, uh, the quick dismissal of somebody's opinions around what has been a big change in our society and the discourse uh, around people that transition, the quick dismissal of them as TERFs, I, you know, it'd be hard to argue that it's not like, a, at, 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 at best, dismissive. I mean, it is dismissive. Uh, but, you know, I think turf sounds like nerf. It's just not. It's not the most hurtful term, really. So I think when people are getting up in arms about being called a turf, I think, uh, I mean, it's not, it's, it's, not, it's not the worst thing, is it? However, the turfs, the trans-exclusionary radical feminists, are, are the enemy of the, the trans activists, uh, according to the, the online battle. And J.K. Rowling has now really brought turfdom into the, into the mainstream. And my, my quick understanding of, of, of reading the turfs stuff is that they feel like women's rights are being trampled upon by the need to incorporate trans women uh, as women. So, uh, and I, I, I've seen, I've seen, I've, I've definitely seen women struggle with how to feel about a trans woman in, in relation to their struggle. Now, I, I, I actually think that it's, it's I, I, this is my personal opinion, I think it would be very hard for a cis woman, by the way, cis, so <laughs> if you never listened to the, the Jordan episode, Jordan Raskopoulos, she was telling me that, you know, cis is what we are, like uh, not trans. Cis basically means not trans, and it's a Latin term for, I can't remember, is it other or something, or, or, or not other, uh, Cis is a term that we are now, whether you like that or not. I think I had, I think I personally struggled with the term cis at the start because I was like, who the fuck are you to, to label me? But then I just thought, again, who cares? Cis is the fucking term. I've accepted it. Cis, you know? Plus, it means that we can reclaim the, we can reclaim the word sissy. So now, sissy is, you know, sissy is. Is no well. First of all, I mean, you, you, you fucking once you get into all this shit, you can't say anything. 2019, sissy, as the term as when I was growing up meant you were like an effeminate boy. It was like a slur. Now, of course, it wouldn't be a slur because people be like, "Oh, you're a effeminate boy. Fucking own it," you know. But but that aside, just having fun with language and trying to offend nobody. Uh, 
I think we should embrace the cis. We are the cis. Uh, and, and, and we should be proud of it. You know, like, like that, that's a funny thing is like, there's no cis pride. And I, I wouldn't want cis pride. And then they, they do this like straight pride stuff, you know, which is very much anti-gay, right? You know, like this is straight pride. And then people make fun of like, what's a straight pride march? It's like a bunch of guys in khakis, you know? And, you know, it's it's all fine. Like, I, I don't mind any of the tropes and the stereotypes of making fun of, you know, I, I, I think... There's elements of making fun of stereotypes that are fucking funny, you know? And it, you, in a world where nobody's making fun of any stereotypes, like, it's really fucking boring, you know? And if you're so evolved that you're beyond laughing at any stereotype humor, good for you. Fucking good for you. But I promise you, your fucking life is boring, okay? So just, like, live a little, all right? Uh, and nobody's getting hurt. And I get it. I'm a straight white male. I'm the top of the fucking totem pole. So, of course, I'm not getting hurt. But then on the flip side, still people dismissing my identity if they're making fucking jokes about straight white guys and how fucking boring they are or how privileged they are or how entitled they are. It's still fucking making fun of me. And it doesn't bother me one fucking bit. It's fucking funny. All right? And I'm not dismissing anybody's struggle lower down the totem pole. But sometimes it's just fucking funny. And so I was trying to find ways for me to just embrace the cis. Because that's who I am. So I'm just owning it. You know? Proud to be cis. I'm proud to be cis, y'all. I stand when I piss, y'all. But, uh, so, I, 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 got, I got distracted by the cis. But anyway, cis, you know, oh, oh yeah, so I can, let me, let me, let me just travel back. I can understand how like, I don't, oh, so yeah, yeah, so I don't think, I hope this isn't controversial. Uh, I don't think that a cis woman can understand, you know, the struggles of, of being a trans woman. You know, I don't, I, I don't think they could, you know, struggle with the, the, the feeling of not being who you are and feeling a need to transition and all the struggle that goes with that, the hormones and the, the, the making fun and all this stuff. You know, I, I don't think you can identify with that. So I think, like, I, I just feel like anyone who doesn't have compassion for that person that has to make that journey, like, I, I really do feel like it's quite heartless, you know? But on the flip side, I think a trans woman can't identify 100% with the struggle of growing up as a woman in the sense that there are just certain uh, privileges that come with being a man and you know, in your youth, you had those privileges. Now, again, this is not to say that your struggle wasn't worse or different or, you know, but I just think that, so So, I guess my point is that I can understand on some level how a woman might, in terms of the initial introduction into this concept of a trans woman is a woman, how some woman might have a transition period of, being like, wait a fucking minute, you know, you don't, you don't know certain things about being a woman, and, and I think they should allow themselves to make sense of that, not, you know, in the same way that, like, I had, like, a, a resistance to the term cis, you say, you take a bit of time, you figure out where you're at with it, you know, and then you just, like, I think you just kind of think, is, does it, is, does it really matter, does it hurt me, does it affect me, 
do I have to accept it all? No, but is it is 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 it, is it a problem? It's not. It's not. It's not fucking. It's not important. And if it helps this, you know, this minority of folk to 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 live happier, healthier lives, then I guess the the least you could do is just leave it alone. Obviously, you could get involved in like activism and helping them out, or certainly you could get involved in educating yourself deeper about what's going on for them. But like, there's nothing to do other than, you know, at worst, just like ignore it. Why would you go to the anything on the other side of ignore, which is like, this is not right. Like, why go there? Who gives a fuck? Like, that's what I, I don't get. Who's getting hurt? Okay. So there was a moment when I was chatting with Jordan where I made a joke and I said, at least you don't get periods. That's handy. And he got offended by that. She, sorry. And I, 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 I apologize. That, 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 that's, that, that was a mistake I made when I was chatting to her and I've just made it again and I apologize. But um, I, I, I've known Jordan a long time, so I apologize for the, the pronoun mistake there. So, uh, Jordan got offended, which was fine. Um, I was like defensive for a sec. And then I was like, all right, so that offends you, which, you know, is understandable because she's a woman and she doesn't have that female experience. And that, that's, that's a frustration, right? But a lot of women, uh, other women, fucking messaged me at that time and they were like they were like a little that was an that was an inflammatory moment in that podcast because uh a lot of women just thought like well well like fuck fuck you you know you really haven't had that experience and so so I can I see where these these clashes come but I still think that somebody deciding that that's hurtful to them to to make light of the fact that they don't have periods. I think at worst, it's like slightly annoying to other women to hear somebody say that. But it's, again, not worth the fucking turf battle, you know? So... But I can understand how some women have struggled with how we perceive or what, what position a, a trans woman's position is in society. So the TERFs uh, are, are very, the trans exclusionary radical feminists, which is, they, they, didn't, they didn't get into that. They, they weren't looking for a title. Um, they really feel like... Uh, the, the women are at risk as a result of some trans rights and i cannot speak on behalf of the turfs and i only know about them because of graham linehan's drama with all this and whatever about jk rowling sending her tweet graham linehan who i don't know well i've met a few times obviously i think he's a comedy writing genius why the fuck he took this moment where some trans activists got offended by 
some a joke in the IT crowd, which they said was transphobic, why he allowed what he considered to be a sort of an unfair pile-on, which you can't argue that these fucking pylons online are fair. They're not fucking fair, right? So he has an unfair pylon from the trans activists. You get your backup, which I've done. You get your fucking backup sometimes when people pile on you in a way that's not fair. He got his backup. And instead of just like, you don't have to apologize. You don't even have to admit that your fucking joke was, was transphobic. But just fucking back away from it. Let it fizzle out and move on. But man, no, he got, he got in deep, real deep. You know, and now he's like, you know, he's really in there with the, well, you know, he, if you, if you, if you read his stuff, uh, it's, um, he, he, he rationalizes it by saying that he's supporting women. And, you know, I, I, I would argue that that's what he feels. You know, I think some people, when they talk about him, they talk about it like he's this evil guy. And, 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 you know, that was kind of the point I wanted to make early on. It's like, I really think that J.K. Rowling and Graham Linnan think that this is really important to, to, to battle against this transition that we're having in society. I don't think he's doing it because he's a bad guy. You know, I just think he's, he, he, he's picked a side, and, and he's, he's real deep in that side's literature, you know? And he has some enemies online, and he engages all the time and why he hasn't realized at this stage that it is not worth it i have no idea ready to pop the question the jewelers at blue have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. But he's in it. So, in actual fact... The only reason I'm aware of any of this is because I did follow a bit of his controversy uh, back when there was an uproar about him being on RT. And uh, so that's how I became aware of the trans-exclusionary radical feminists. So that's kind of my quick synopsis of of the battle that happened online around J.K. Rowling. Now, on the other side, can I just say that this is a big change in my lifetime. I'm 44 years old. 
and the awareness of, you know, people's struggles around uh, gender has only, you know, hit the mainstream really, I think, in the last 10 years. And I, when I talked to Jordan about this too, I think awareness of it peaked with Caitlyn Jenner's transition. Um, the normality of that, even since I chatted to Jordan, the, the journey, I think, has been swift in that Caitlyn Jenner is on I'm a Celebrity. And there's really just like not a huge, it's not, it's not a huge big deal other than she's like the Kardashians' stepmom and the, you know, the Jenner's mom, you know, you, you know, used to be dad was, 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 was you know, was was actually famous as a as a as a man, as an athlete, and then as their dad transitions to Caitlyn and is now Caitlyn on the show and it's not a big fucking deal. You know? So but 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 that was kind of like peak awareness around um you know p- people that transition, right? And but like it's quick. You know? It, it, that's a, that's a that's a quick thing for you know for everybody to just accept and like everybody's pace of acceptance is is not the same and i think it's very easy for someone to take a position that is what the fuck is going on here and uh there are certain positions in 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 society today that if you struggle to accept the change you will get bombarded and i personally don't think that that is the healthiest way at times to put across uh helping people to understand your struggle and again i am aware that i'm a straight white guy 44 years old i know that i don't understand the struggle fucking dismiss what i'm saying Go ahead. I don't care. But I'm still going to speak about what I think is the the better way to bring people on board. And for some reason, when it comes to this issue, it gets hot real quick online. Always. And the name calling starts real quick. You know, with the transphobes and the turfs and the on the other side, like, a man is a man, a woman is a woman, that's that. You know, that all goes, that, that fucking, it takes off, like, real quick, you know? And like a Boeing space experiment, fucking gets into the wrong orbit. <laughs> it's really fucking horrible. And I just wonder sometimes why everybody is just, I, I guess this comes down to cancel culture, right? Which I haven't actually, even though it's such a fucking hack subject at this time, by you know now, I haven't really discussed cancel culture myself. I was on Allison Spittle's podcast and we talked about it a bit, but like, I just don't get why people just want to dismiss people so quickly, and why now? Because I'm not a millennial, so. Harry Potter doesn't 
mean as much to me as it does people that are 10 years younger than me. You know? I was in my 20s when fucking Harry Potter phenomenon took off. And, it, like, I remember my ex was reading Harry Potter. And I was like, it's kind of weird. It's like a kid's book. Like, she loved it. But still, she wasn't a kid. So, like, Harry Potter, like, Ferris Bueller's Day Off is, like, Harry Potter for me. <laughs> you know? And uh, so now there's all these people that are like, I can't, I can't believe that this part of my childhood that was so important to me is now tainted by the transphobia of its author, you know? And, like, it's... I, I, I don't even think that's real because they're fucking made-up characters anyway, but, uh, but why suddenly she has to just be completely eradicated from this, this group's perception of a good person because she has this opinion that is, like, you know contrary to to their their struggle right why she then has to be completely dismissed uh annihilated online and i mean you know it, it it's a quick rush for for punishment a, a, a punishment the decision that is made by this the, the the masses the mob all the cancel culture stuff you know and it's not healthy you know it's just not it's not really debate, you know? It's angry, heated argument with people entrenched in immovable positions. Entrenched, immovable positions. No discourse, no evolution, no learning. That didactic screaming that you were wrong, we are right. And... I'm sorry, but on an issue like this, there has to just be a touch more compassion and understanding that not everybody's coming across super quick. And I appreciate if you're trans and you've been hurt by transphobia that you'll want people to understand, to have compassion for you because they don't know the hurt that you've been through. And I definitely have that compassion. And I, I, I definitely, you know, I'm, I'm on your side, but I'm not on the side of, you know, the cancel culture weapon because it actually means that the division will remain. And it's almost as if it means that there will always be these two camps and none will ever cross intellectual sides. So, and I'm sure you would argue with me that uh, I don't understand how effective the battle has been to battle in this way. And, and you may be right. It may be that cancel culture has been effective. But I would argue that it hasn't been effective. In fact, I would argue the opposite, that Donald Trump's election... Uh, you know, for some... I, sorry, I shouldn't say that. I don't think Donald Trump was elected because of cancel culture. But what I do think is that people that think that cancel culture and the entrenched positions of groups online, and this goes for everybody, people, you know, 
feel like, you know, they're dismissed too quickly and they, they, they like the safe space that somebody like Trump provides and they, they flock to it because their back is up all the time because they're constantly under attack for being a bit slow to change their positions. And I, I am aware that there is hate out there. I'm not dismissing hate. I'm not dismissing hate. And I think there's a lot of hate fucking flocking behind Trump. And there was a lot of there was a lot of hate hiding behind the, a small section of of the Brexit vote, you know, like anti immigration hate. And 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 the cancel culture stuff goes for isn't just on the trans thing. But it's basically this sense of unless you pick the right position that you're going to fucking suffer. And it makes two dangerous assumptions. The first assumption is that they deserve this, which is not really for you to decide. And the second assumption is, is that they deserve to be completely dismissed. Because in actual fact, what cancel culture never factors in is that you, the canceller, might not be 100% correct. You know, not to mention, it doesn't allow for people to have like a moment of having their back up and saying shit that they probably wouldn't say if their back wasn't up. Because if you think of every argument that you've ever had with an, your partner, when it gets fucking heated, like you, you'll, you'll, you'll call your girlfriend a bitch You'll call your boyfriend a fucking asshole. You'll drop a C-bomb. You know? You, you, you think... You really think your partner is a cunt? Or an asshole? A fucking, you know, like a... Like a, like a self-absorbed fucking narcissist! You're a self-absorbed fucking narcissist! Do you really think that? No, but you fucking said it. And that's what online is. People are getting so fucking riled up and they're saying shit that they wouldn't normally say. And in your relationship, you fucking separate for an hour or two. You eat. You were probably hungry. Or you're fucking two hours after having a cup of coffee in a bad mood, you know. Or your period's coming, you know. Any of these things that might have put you in a funny fucking space emotionally. And then that moment passes you come back to some emotional center and uh, you're like, why was I so upset? You come back, sorry, honey, I'm sorry I called you a cunt. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. Honey, I'm sorry I called you an asshole. You're not a self-absorbed narcissist. You're just too quick to disagree with me when it comes to what we do on Christmas Day. <laughs> you know, whatever fucking stupid argument it is. But the problem is that there's none of that online. There's no two hours later being like, all right, I get it. You know, this was dumb. And even like in J.K. Rowling's case, why would anybody, after being fucking attacked, like after feeling like, like even like Gremlin and like, Whatever, man. I, I Again, I have no idea why he fucking takes these positions. I think it's so fucking stupid. But, like, you want to see the vitriol that comes his way. Like, 
His fucking back is so he's never fucking coming back now. He's never coming back. You know? And like JK Rowling, you know, after all this abuse, first of all, she got all this money. She don't give a fuck, really, I'd say. But like, she, you know, the, the, you think this is the thing that's going to teach her? You think she's going to come back now and be I'm so sorry? I, like, because the truth is that, like, it's so easy to read. The, it, it's very easy to read that court case about this woman, Maya, and go, are you telling me she fucking, are you kidding me? She fucking, these people are allowed to not renew her contract because she fucking, you know, writes these tweets that like don't seem to be super accepting of uh, trans people being proper women. You know, it's very easy to read it that way. Unless you dig deeper and realize that it was probably a bit more full on than that. And it makes a little bit more sense that perhaps of why she didn't have her contract renewed. You know, and and also, can we also point out that she brought the fucking case because this is like her issue. She wanted this fucking battle, you know, and and all the, the, the transphobic groups have fucking piled on behind her because it really suits them. And then, you know, and then you go, oh, God, why am I getting involved in this? It's not even my battle. But it's very easy for somebody like J.K. Rowling to be fucking like hoodwinked into thinking that it's worth tweeting about. You know. So like. Have a bit of understanding of that, the fucking human condition, the, you know, the feeling of like wanting to have an opinion and then that opinion being wrong. It's fucking not the end of the world, you know, and like, let's face it, it's it's an understandable place to be early on in your engagement with trans issues. It's a fucking new change. So, like, don't fucking pile on so hard all the time. Like, save your piling on for the, 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 you know, the real haters. But, you know, you'll probably argue with me about who is and who isn't. And then, and I, and I also, I completely understand that J.K. Rowling has a massive Twitter following. So I do understand that you're upset because she brings transphobia to the mainstream. You know? But I actually don't think, I, I, I think that her concerns are the concerns of many. And I think that the engagement on that concern needs to be a more open conversation than this is the position. And if you don't follow that, you're a transphobe. That's my personal opinion. That's the opinion of the straight white guy talking on his own, still lying in bed in a hotel in Vegas. And it might not be important, but, it, it, you know, it's just me and you and you guys that are listening. But, you know, I think that in the future, if, you know, we're going to bring more people over to just letting everybody live the way that they want to live, and giving them the rights that they want to have, uh, I I think it's I think it's better to have a touch of understanding for people that just don't get it yet. Um, but they're not coming at me, so I can understand why you might think I don't understand. You know, but every you know. People say, oh, you know, you, you don't know because you haven't had the experience, which is totally true. But the, the reality is that, like, everyone's got fucking opinions. 
That's how this whole game works. Everyone's banging out their fucking opinions, you know? Uh, so, you know, I just don't think... Because I, I, I guarantee you, you know, people that haven't had the experience of... Well, for example, like, everybody's dismissing... the Everyone's dismissing the opinions of, of straight white guys because they don't understand, which is totally fine. But you have a fucking lot of opinions about our privilege. How the fuck do you know? <laughs> how do you know how I experience my privilege? You don't know. You're not a straight white guy. So shut the fuck up. You don't know how great it is. <laughs> don't talk to me how great it is. I know how fucking great it is, but you don't know how great it is. I'm just these These are jokes, by the way. But I just think it, it's nonsense to completely dismiss people's opinions like all the time because they, they haven't had the experience, you know? Uh, and I'm basically just sort of putting my two cents in on how I think the argument should... should. I, basically, what I'm saying is, as an objective observer, an objective observer always has... There's a benefit to having an objective observer, and I'm not bigging myself up, but we're... If you're not somebody who's like emotional, has an emotional stake in the game, it is easy to sort of take a step back and have a look. So it's easy to see where the conversation is good and where things have gotten a little out of control, you know? So I, I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say is I think that I'm looking at this from the objective observer's point of view. Um, you know, I think it's a hot topic. I wish it wasn't. I actually wish that it wasn't such a hot topic. Because my real position is that people should just be accepting of uh, trans people, their transitions, their new lives, um, it, 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 you know, in the sex that they are. And it shouldn't be a big issue. That That's my actual position. Uh, I wish it wasn't such a fucking hot topic online you know and I, I you know the fact that like comics talk about it like dave Chappelle, andrew schultz uh you know th they talk about it because they know that it's fucking hot and it'll fucking it'll bring up the you know it'll raise up the the thing but there's no fun in, in nuance that's why this is not that fun this conversation but nuance is dead. That's one of the problems. That is one of the that is the, the the Gen Z's cross to bear. They need to bring back nuance somehow. You know? We need to find a way to find a bit more balance online and take the emotion out of it. You know? I think Ronnie Chang has a new special out. Also been on this podcast. And I, I can't remember the exact line, but he he made this point that who would have thought that all the information in the world would have made people so fucking stupid, you know? And I, I think I've made that point on this podcast before, but how is it that access to information has actually almost made people less educated? Because instead of trying to learn more, all they tried to do was prove what they already knew. So they just basically went to the place that had all the information in the world and found the shit that could prove the position that they had rather than finding, evolving themselves intellectually. 
And that's not where all the hits are. That's not where the fucking retweets are. That's it, really. Now I'm going to go down to the Starbucks at the Rio and fucking download this bad boy. So it's uh, Christmas next week. We won't we won't have a pod. I hope you guys have a great Christmas. You know, me and Mama shows on sale. A lot of them have sold out. A lot of them still have plenty of tickets. I hope the 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 one in your town still has tickets. And uh, oh my God, I literally just had. You know what I was talking. You, you know what sometimes you're talking, and then, but you're thinking about something else. I got like an anxiety drop right there. And I started to tell myself as I was saying that sentence, I'm not fucking putting this up. I'm not dealing with the fucking stress of the fucking reaction to this. Oh, shit. Oh, God. This is the problem about these hot issues. I freak out. I don't want the drama. Oh, no. Oh, no. What am I going to do? Am I going to be able to... Shit, man. Talk for 56 minutes? Going to waste that shit? Anyway. Come see me and Mama. Don't get involved in my anxieties. Don't don't get hung up on my fears. Um, Come see me and Mama. It's going to be a great show. I'm going to be spinning. There's a little section about spinning in it. You know, it's it's a metaphor, but I'm gonna be spinning. Gonna have a bit of crack with that, because I've definitely, I've definitely, I hid out in the spinning studio since my mom died. So it's gonna be a fun show. And if you don't like uh, comedy about life and death, then you should still come, because I'm actually doing the first half just like pretty loose, not improv. But I'm definitely going to be like working on material. I'm going to be warming myself up with myself. You know? And, uh, you know, just like having fun with that, filming it, putting some of the, putting some of the sort of improv bits online, crowd work online, working that, working that content. So, Merry Christmas. Any feedback at Des Bishop, Twitter at Des Bishop, but don't fuck it. Don't even get into it on Twitter, man. I fucking can't. Twitter is just fucking. Twitter just puts me in a bad mood. Uh, and then. Um, that's it. Go over to the shift. If you want to listen to some dirty stuff. Even though it's not that dirty lately. Um, all right. I can't even talk now because I'm so wrapped up in what the fuck I'm going to do with this. So thanks, guys. Peace. 